Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Badlands Podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled. I am Mags, and with me, uh, as always, my two cohorts on this journey through the what-ifs of wrestling. Firstly, um, Mr. Paul Tolley. Paul, how are you? I'm good. Just just as we were discussing in the pre-chat there, I'm, st- I'm still not over Lewis Hamilton being screwed. So, uh, no, so I'm, I'm... it's... Tender. Blasphemous, blasphemous how that happened. Uh, but we won't, we won't bore the the wrestling fans with this. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll kind of put that on the back burner. They um, would have loved it. It was a pro wrestling finish. It was a certainly dusty finish. <laughs> yeah. Certainly a dusty one. Um, and joining us, um, Mr. Ray Cash. Ray, how are you? I am good. I am not upset about the Lewis Hamilton F1 situation, but uh, Sunday was a very bad football day. So uh, very, very happy to have a reprieve and talk a little ah. wrestling. Yes, because Everton did well, didn't they? I mean, what well, Everton did what Everton <laughs> does. And on top <laughs> of that, uh, Baltimore got beat real bad. And, and um, Lamar Jackson got hurt so yeah hooray for us by the way i found out tony bellu is an evertonian it makes me happy yeah he is yeah, yeah. big evertonian I, I had no idea i just found out so yeah uh, this week's episode uh was uh was ray's topic and ray went with what if wcw was kept as a brand post buyout so that's a uh, the the cybercast still happens. WWF still bar uh, the the rights to WCW, uh, but instead of it being kind of uh, an invasion, and then 
gone away. It's it's its own entity, its own brand. Um, and seeing as it was your idea, Ray, and seeing as I know you're fully, fully versed on what you want to say, I've, I know you've done re- lots and lots of research on this. <laughs> Weeks worth. <laughs> yeah. Weeks worth. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you start the ball rolling? So y'all ever uh, tell somebody something and then you instantly regret that you did that shit? <laughs> all all the time. <laughs> On the daily. <laughs> so, so I gotta say, before we get started, I commend you two blokes because, and you you guys will. This is y'all's baby. I'm just brought into the fold. I'm just I'm just a wee neophyte. But you guys take this so serious, and I do too. But you guys like like if y'all were to see the video of this, Paul has papers that looks like a clockwork orange, just like everywhere. Just things going left, right, up and down. Mags has a whole like war and peace toll story esque Google Doc. <laughs> and I, I have like scribble scraps on my phone. And I feel so bad <laughs> because it's like you know, I care about this too, but man, I'm busy. So it's like the only time I really have to really formulate my real concrete opinion is like 15 minutes before the show. So, um, hey, but what can you do? So your next topic should be, what if Ray was was more professional? (laughs) (laughs) So for for context, uh, we had a little chat after recording last week and I'll, I'll let both both the guys know that I've got every piece of of uh, research that I've ever done for a Badlands episode. That's going all the way back to the original uh, concept, the original ideas, and I still have all of those those uh, writings. That is easily one of the most intimidating things I've ever been told. <laughs> I'm nerdiest. <laughs> <laughs> so I can handle nerdy. Intimidating is a different cover. <laughs> We need, we need to get it up as an anthology on Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, just a book, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Hardcore Diaries by Mags. <laughs> I'm with it. Do it. Okay, but but for the record, I do have a formulated plan. Some of this is going to come in real time, but I do have a formulated idea. I mean, um, the good thing about this show is that we, we do chip in and we do kind of like take it down, twist and turn. So um, I'm sure... Uh, we we will jump in as and when we we don't agree, and it give you more time to to come up with your story, <laughs> or give me more time to take your ideas. <laughs> that that too. Um, Speak for yourself. I'm just going to watch him flapping his arms and droning. Friendship, You'll be like, huh? it isn't me for once. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray, this friendship. is what it looks like on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, I got my floaties on, you know, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. Um, for the record, I think Max touched on it, but we all kind of came to a consensus that we're going to start this after the simulcast, um, in January or whatever. It was January. I don't remember the actual date, but of 2001. It was, it, it was like t- a week of WrestleMania the week before. Was it that close? I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was, it was January. Yeah. I was surprised, okay. but it, it was. So March then, because I know WrestleMania was WrestleMania seventeen was April first. Yeah, it was okay. it was the end of March because it was the time when he was juggling uh, the XFL WrestleMania being the biggest show that they've ever put on the Rock and, and Austin stuff. Him and Shane, um, and yep. then 
WCW is essentially fell in step. I think the deal to kind of buy WCW had been in the works for a couple of months. So um, that that party certainly was in, in January. But yeah, the actual simulcast was essentially the go-home episode of, of Raw for WrestleMania. Those kind of um, acquisitions, you they can't, they're done way before they're announced because mm-hmm. there's a lot of T's that need to be crossed and I's need to be dotted and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I don't doubt that it had been done for months, but that was the first time they could announce it, or maybe he saved it for the storyline perspective. Um, but legitimately, nobody in WCW like working knew because when they only yeah. found out that they when they got there and they were like, Oh mm-hmm. shit, Shane's here. Why is Shane McMahon here? Mm-hmm. Um, but so everything that happens from then to WrestleMania is exactly the same. I think it happened perfectly. I liked the fact that um, Shane still represented WCW, but right now uh, my daddy is fucking over my mama, so it's time that that can wait. Um, So the WCW wrestlers are still in the box. He shouts them out, and then he gets to the getting. The match happens. Bing, bang, boom. Okay? You start seeing vignettes, in my mind, uh, that WCW will be rebranded starting after SummerSlam. Okay, that's so in, in, in my world here, you start seeing these vignettes. Now, the idea is it's not going to be a reboot of WCW Nitro. You'll just have WCW matches on Raw and SmackDown. Okay, um, so that's the I just keep that idea in mind. You're also getting re-vignettes for some other people who are coming back or some people may pop up randomly like how dvp popped up and decided you know even though i got the finest woman by my side i want to stalk undertaker's wife if anybody's seen kimberly page and anybody's ever seen sarah calloway which one would you be looking at no judgment here no no disrespect but full judgment (laughs) no disrespect (laughs) meant at all but full judgment Ray out here trying to get himself cancelled. <laughs> look, I've done much, much worse. <laughs> hey, you gotta get your due. Um, <laughs> but, Tech is a badass. He'll come for you and he's not far from you now. Oh no, I ain't saying nothing about Michelle McCool. Like, I know what my bread's butter on. Take her living in Houston. I know better. <laughs> no. He will, he will come find me. Between Houston and Austin, he will come find me. No, sir. Um, WrestleMania 38 Ray versus Undertaker. Back alive. (laughs) I'll take the payday. Yeah. What if Ray broke the screen? (laughs) (laughs) I know how to bump. I'll take. I'll take a few bumps. Let's do it, baby. Whatever you need. I got you. I will take a beating for ten minutes. Um. But it's 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 kind of like a reintroduction to the WWE proper. Of some of these people and some of these people have been there some of them haven't and of course it's going to start off with like the lesser names i like the idea of ddp being the first major name showed up but um i believe it was the king of the ring when um austin was facing jericho and voldemort and booker t debuted that still happens now austin doesn't break a bone in his back in this world but that still happens and that's kind of like the first actual physical 
breaking of the of the people because Booker wasn't supposed to be there, and he did that because remember at this time Booker's WCW champ, Austin is still WWE champ. So Paul Landstorm don't get his his moment in the sun. I mean, he, give him his moment; he'll still be the the first guy to. Well, no, he was the first guy to debut. Ah, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be fine. <laughs> Let, like sneakily, fuck Landstorm. No, I love Landstorm, and 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 by the, for the record, his run when he was the Canadian heavyweight champion, the one hundred kilos and under champion, and the Saskatchewan hardcore invitational champion, aka shit. That's one of my favorite runs in wrestling history. It's brilliant. It's and superb. Yeah. There's a match at New Blood Rising in Vancouver where he fought Mike Awesome and they fought under Canadian rules. And like Mike mm-hmm. Awesome beat him three times. And Jacques Rugo kept, or it was either Jacques Rugo or Pierre Ouellette, one of the two, kept restarting the match. It is one of the greatest matches in wrestling history. I don't care what nobody says. So shout out to Lance Storm. And sneakily, he's won a lot of cha- won a lot of championships in WWE. Yeah, he's collected a lot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, should, should we allow Ray to be able to to rebook someone breaking their breaking their bones? <laughs> I don't think that falls under the scope of booking. What if, baby? What if? Like I I'm... wish. I wish I'd booked Bruno San Martino to beat the streak now. Eighty-year-old <laughs> Bruno just bear hugging taker. <laughs> hey, while you playing Bruno at eighty is probably in better shape than us right now at thirty. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so let's get to some of the getting right. Um, it's announced by Vince that there's going to be a five-on-five, just like Invasion was, but it's going to be a five-on-five showcase match between WCW and WWE at SummerSlam, not a Survivor, not at a uh, um, Invasion. Because in this case, there is no invasion because it's known that they're working together, right? Um, and so I have in this five-on-five for for WCW, you have Jericho, Taker and Kane, Kurt Angle, and Big Show. And on the WCW side, you have DDP. And then coming over immediately, because them checks got to clear, Scott Hall. Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, and Shane takes the fifth spot. Okay. Also, earlier on, later on, earlier on in the show, because this that the five on five will finish. You have Stone Cold as a WWE champion versus Booker T as a WWE champion versus Booker T as a WCW champ. Stemming from what happened at King of the Ring, they get their big match. That's the second main event to the five on five. In is that match. an undisputed title match, or is that uh, just champion versus champion? Just, just a, all of this is just a showcase situation. Yes, right. Um, because the two titles are going to stay. That's you know, hit, of course, hit, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Um, this I just think it's too many people right now for the undisputed title, and maybe we'll maybe they'll go down that line later on. But I only got a year of work for this stuff. <clears throat> In the main event. Big Show's good for like two things, like really good punches and turning heel. He flips on the no. WWE. That's where it gets ridiculous. Shocked, I right? am not having a Big Shocked. Show turn. Shocked, I know. I, 
I thought if he was good for two things, it was turning heel and turning face again. <laughs> in the stand now. <laughs> he has a nice, he has a nice right hook. I got to give does. it to him. He does. Um, uh, but so he turns on them, and it's not an elimination match. It's just the one fall, and the match finishes because you see Paul Heyman walk out, and you're like, "What the fuck is Paul Heyman doing here?" And Paul Heyman brings out the Dudleys, and the Dudleys slide in the ring because, of course, there's a ref bump. 3D Kurt Angle, DDP pins Kurt Angle, WCW wins, and then you start. Now we're getting the seeds of ECW is here too, and then the alliance still happens. I think that's important, not only for the just number one, but all three major companies under one umbrella is still the biggest thing we'd ever seen at that point, number one. And number two, without the Alliance, you don't get the Dudleys in WWE the way you got them. You don't get um, Rhino or you don't get Rob Van Dam the way you got them. I think it was still important for a certain level of people and certain people. So that's that. The Alliance is born. And that's what call, causes Vince to call The Rock. Because if you remember, The Rock excuse me, uh, was not Invasion. He came back for SummerSlam because he was off um, filming The Scorpion King. Mm -hmm. So this is the call to The Rock and Rock comes back for this, right? So let's fast forward to Survivor Series, whatever, whatever, whatever happens between then and, then and there. You have the other, you have the traditional Survivor Series five on five. But at this point, it's been announced that with all of these, um, with all of these extra wrestlers and WCW and WWE being owned all by the McMahon family under the same umbrella, we're just going to do a brand extension. So it's been announced that WCW and WWE, well, the Alliance and WWE essentially are going to have their own shows. So the winner of this 515 gets the first pick for that brand extension. All right. Yeah. Sounds at this point, okay. at this point, WWE is Rock, Angle, Austin, Taker, and Kane, and WWE, WCW, ECW is Hall and Nash, Page, and the Dudleys. Okay, it's a great. WWE, I'm saying like I would watch. Yeah, I mean, I I have one tiny issue with that is that um, uh, Scott Hall wasn't actually with WCW at the time of, of closing. He'd, he'd left. He was actually in New Japan at the time, I think. I, okay, maybe I got my information wrong. No, I, maybe. I had him still signed. It's your fancy booking. Um, no, I think he'd left like the year previous. Obviously, he had loads of like issues where um, he'd fallen off the wagon again and stuff like that. Um, could, but yeah, he was in he was in New Japan. Could it have been a situation where he was still signed to the company, but just not there? It's your fancy booking. He could have wanted to come back, so it's fine. But no, he wasn't at the company. But at but, all. but but I, but I need your love and praise, Max. You have it. <laughs> I'm 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 enthralled in your booking so far. I think it, it it to say you're doing it on the fly. It's really kind of making sense, and it's it's really intriguing. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, this part is on the fly. I feel Literally like I've told you off now. I feel mean <laughs> that I've mentioned I, it. I feel I feel I feel like I was talked down to a bit. It's okay. 
That's all right. That, yeah. that wasn't my intention. Just stay, just putting the, the facts straight, I suppose. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wait, wait, wait for your time. turn, Magsy. Wait for your turn. <laughs> yeah. He's going to rip me to bits now. <laughs> well, um, actually. <laughs> I, just, I need to get my glasses so I get, you know, put them up my nose and make sure I got them right. Um, but. Two things, two important things in that match uh, happened. I have the WWE winning, of course, because Vince isn't going to book himself to lose too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two important things happen. Um, Angle still turns on Austin. I don't think he leaves the WWE, WWE, but Angle Austin have their beef. You'll see why later. And Hogan comes back during the match. Now, still, WWE ends up winning because uh, DDP takes the fall. Whatever. I haven't thought that far in. Listeners, I'm sorry. I'll give you better work another day. Let's fast forward to the Royal Rumble. Now, another thing that's happened since that's happened since then is that Goldberg has been announced to be in the Royal Rumble. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H is coming back for the Royal Rumble. Okay. Goldberg and Triple H are the last two in the Royal Rumble. Triple H eliminates Goldberg. Triple H wins the Rumble. Okay. Um, now at this point, I don't know who's my WCW champion at this point, but the WCW championship is being changed to the World Heavyweight Championship like it was in 2002. But between the Rumble and WrestleMania, Goldberg wins the WCW championship. So at WrestleMania, your four main events are Rock Hogan, still happens, Taker versus Sting, so y'all can finally get that out your your way. (laughs) I've never cared about that match, but everybody loves it, so (laughs) more power to them. Goldberg versus Hunter for the the World Heavyweight Championship, and poor Goldberg squashed whoever he had to squash to get the title. I don't remember. Or I haven't thought of. And Austin versus Kurt Angle for the WWE title. Okay. Hell of a card. That's a massive, massive, I mean, four main events, essentially, there. Which Undertaker match do we lose that year? What what was his actual match that year? Ric Flair. No, no, at at 18 is Ric Flair. Okay. And the, the match is not his greatest match in the streak, but it has some fun moments and that's the first time he mentions the streak because after the match he starts counting them down. Yeah, you're so right. That's, isn't import- yeah. that's the that's the importance of that match. But speaking of Ric Flair, uh, Ric Flair is brought back to be the GM of one of the shows. Okay. And uh, I was gonna say Bischoff, but I don't know if that would make sense in the timeline. The re- it made sense for Bischoff to come when he did years later because it was enough time that passed by that they could get over the shit. And I don't know that they had, were able to get over it in less than a year. Um, so it could be Flair versus Vince again, but Flair is definitely going to come back to be the general manager of one of the shows and so on and so forth. I'll leave it there and see my fl- see my time to you gentlemen. Well, I, I enjoyed that. I thought that you, it was a a very coherent plan um interesting um 
way that you booked it. So what would be your kind of like final end game for, for WCW? Do you see it thriving as a brand or do you see it uh, petering out uh, like ECW did? I see it thriving as a brand because essentially it's just Raw and SmackDown. Okay, that's that's fair. Essentially, essentially it's just Raw and SmackDown, but you could brand it as WCW Raw or WCW SmackDown, WWE Raw. And it's all under the umbrella of Titan Sports. You could do something like that. But yeah. essentially, the way I booked it, I booked it to where you're not... That's the reason why um, I had them know about the brand extension ahead of time. So it wouldn't be a sense of, well, all the WCW and WB guys are going to do their own show. I don't want it to be like NWO Monday Nitro or NWO Sold Out, where it's literally just the NWO guys and we have to bring people in. I wanted to be a mixed roster of people that would make it more interesting because there's a ton of dream matches between these guys on this side and these guys on that side. And if we just keep it the way it was, nothing's new. Nothing's interesting. We've seen such and such versus such and such. Goldberg and Hogan, seen it already. Goldberg and Hall, seen it already. Goldberg and Nash, seen it. Like It, it wouldn't be interesting, but if we have Goldberg versus Jeff Hardy, you know, or if we have... um Triple H versus um, the superstar of the show tonight, Lance Storm. You know, I think it's, there's some interest to, to that and in, in, in a differing roster. And it saves having to worry about the name on the front of the jersey, essentially. And you can just focus on the name on the back of the jersey. Mm-hmm. Or the yeah. kit. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yes. On the back of the kit. <laughs> we, we understand what a jersey is. I mean, you're not heathens. I'm, look, I don't know where the word comes from for a shirt that's worn in sports. But all in all, I like that booking. Um, it's it's a followed a similar kind of um, um, pathway as mine, but I veer very differently in in what happens. Um, so, Paul, I believe that you've got a totally different way of uh, of looking at this. So. Do you wanna do you wanna go I'll, next? Yeah, I'll split I'll split the bookings. because uh, 'cause I've not I've not done fantasy booking because it is not my forte. And you'll be interrupting me every single match that so and so wasn't as signed. And... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed that one from Ray. That was that was good. And that would probably well, thank you. That'd probably be one of the biggest WrestleMania's ever. Yeah. If if those four matches are on the card, yeah. I appreciate it, but you you don't you don't have to do that. Thank you. I agree with Paul. I think the, the way you booked it is uh, was sensible, led to some huge matches. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Wait till you hear mine. That's not sensible <laughs> at all. Right. So I, I've, I've gone for kind of five big things that I think would have changed if they'd actually gone down the route of WCW creating a brand within WWF rather than rather than the route they went down. So the obvious one is invasion. The invasion, as we know, it doesn't happen. Um, which I think ultimately might be a good thing. I, I I loved the invasion at the time, but there was you know w, WCW were very weak, weakened. A lot of a lot of their talent were wrapped up in contracts they couldn't get out of yet. It was all just too early. It was too McMahon centric. It was too, you know, it was 
it was it was obviously going to be WWE um, biased, but it was very WWE biased. Come from the end of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think the invasion doesn't happen until later. So, so you so you have you have the the summer cast, and you have um, then you get WrestleMania out of the way, and then I think they just they just go ahead and they launch it. They they launch uh, they they launch WF on one side, WCW on the other side. Um, I was thinking about this actually. I was thinking, does WCW become SmackDown or, or vice versa? Um, I I fought that fight too. Yeah, and the only reason I the only reason I chose against it was because I just don't see Vince giving his SmackDown is so so deeply linked to The Rock to give yeah. that show to WCW, and he would never give Raw away because Raw's his baby. So I, I, I look, I I had that same uh, question too. I <laughs> differ. Oh, we'll Uh-oh. see. Oh, come on, Uh-oh. come on. Then. No, no, no. I, that that's a part of our timeline, so we will get to that. But um. Continue. Okay, you're gonna make us wait for that one. So, 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 I think WCW becomes a third show. Um, yeah. similar to what similar to to what we have now and what we used to have with um, ECW in the was it what was it uh, early 2010s? But yeah, oh no, late late noughties, wasn't it? I get my decades confused. I'm getting old now. It was the mid 2006. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll you'll understand why I know that um, in a little while. <laughs> so similar to that. So I don't I don't think invasion actually happens. Um, I th- I think I think we I think we do get an invasion angle later. So so WCW get their own show. Hopefully it becomes you know it retains some measure of success and it, and is and is viewed as as a show. As as equal to WWF Raw and SmackDown as can be, they get their they get their superstars back that were locked up in contracts. So you, get, you get the Hogan, the Hall, the Nash, um, Goldberg, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then once they're built up and once they've done a few years, you know, maybe two years of their own storylines, then an invasion happens, kind of um, kind of Nexus style. Um, where they where they just crash, they just crash Raw one night or crash SmackDown one night, and then it all escalates from there. And it is full of all the dream matches that that we deserved and should have got. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you lose a lot from that, so you, you lose Rock versus Hogan, which is pro- easily top three in my matches of all time, maybe number one. Um, yeah, you, you do you do lose a lot, but I, I just think it doesn't happen. So my second. So my second bit is that I don't think ECW get involved at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My my belief is, and again, Ray, you almost changed my mind here because because having all three of them under the same umbrella was actually a massive deal. It was that was a big moment. You remember that promo that they had with Vince Bischoff and Heyman? Yeah, and it was like fifteen minutes, and it was just fifteen minutes of gold. Like, yeah. It's amazing, and I know Vince and Paul Heyman had a had a working relationship far longer than anyone knew at the time. Heyman um, was working for WWE at he was the color commentator because Lawler mm-hmm. got fired be, or yeah. left because Stacy got fired. The cat. Yeah. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save ten percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. 
Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. But they had the talent exchange even before that, didn't they? That mm-hmm. I think... Uh, the ECW uh, version, yeah. They had a, yeah. The, the, see, 1996, yeah, we've just started covering... Well, we've just finished covering uh, a couple of episodes where uh, the likes of Sandman have been in the crowd. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so I, 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 but I still, I, I still believe ECW were there to make up the numbers in the invasion angle. Sure. I think they, they weren't enough top WCW talent to, and they to needed... bulk out those missing yeah. contracts. Yeah. So I think if the invasion doesn't happen, ECW don't get involved. And like Ray said, actually you lose a lot from that. You may lose, you may never get the Dudleys in the way we got them. The big one for me and and, and what one of, one of the very late badlands we did RVD. We, we did, we did a top, we did a Mount Rushmore of the stars of the invasion. And I think I, 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 I think we all said RVD because RVD came in, RVD came in in a, I think it was in a hardcore match, in in WWF. I think his first match was a hardcore match against Jeff Hardy. Um, I may be wrong on that. And by time the invasion's over, he's in the main event in the five on five. And I, I genuinely don't. I I think he carved that trajectory for himself. I can't believe that was ever the plan. I think there he came a, in. He was such a hit. Um, he got over with fans massively, more than any of the others potentially, other than Booker T. Um, and 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 he forced himself into in, to become in the RVD that was a megastar in WF from that point. There was so a. There was, I, I found my uh, research for that episode and Badlands, and I didn't pick RVD. <laughs> I must I pick that up. I picked Paul Heyman, Lance Storm, Booker T, and Kurt Angle. Okay, I definitely picked RVD. Mm-hmm. There, there was a mini storyline in the Invasion where Stone Cold was bullying RVD because mm-hmm. RVD was getting bigger pops than Stone Cold. Yeah, they actually put it in the actual story. So yeah, exactly. yeah, at, the, at the same time, he was bullying Sean Stasiak as well. Well, yeah, but yeah. everybody bullied Sean Stasiak back then. <laughs> he was Sean Stasiak was meat. Remember, remember me? <laughs> yeah, he, he wrestled with a born at one time. <laughs> that 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 that's a hell of a career hell, hell of a career highlight. Former WWE WCW tag champ, uh, son of the stand the man Stasiak, wrestled with a boner. Yeah, <laughs> high accolade indeed. That's interesting though. Yeah. I I got to think about what if we didn't get WCW. That's that's one to think about. Yeah. I, I I just think he was. I think they were gonna. I think they were gonna plan these RVD short term. He's he looks cool. He's got cool moves, but ultimately he's not gonna go anywhere. Um, he's cool for that that hardcore scene at the time, and he just he just worked wonders in that year and and beyond. Um, my next one. I think if they don't do the invasion, WCW naturally look a lot stronger. The talent that come over look a lot stronger. 
Um, and I think more of them have a better chance of succeeding. Um, of that original invasion from WCW, I, I think really only Booker T was a success, wasn't he? Of the of the original invaders, you, you got to call Page a success, even though he got his ass beat. He was a multi-time tag champ, and was. Think, I don't think he was. He he, was, made, he, he made himself more of a success than than that storyline allowed him to. Yeah, yeah. I, he he was lumbered with the whole kind of like yeah. uh, it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing bullshit, and he made more of that than he ever had any right to. Um, so. In terms of what he did, it was a success. What he was given was definitely not a success. Yeah. See, I've got a problem with DDP, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I my problem with DDP is he he came, he came in as a heel. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, he did. And he was, I mean, he was a massive babyface in WCW. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the biggest. And if he'd have carried that into WWF, I think he would have been a bigger star. Maybe I'm misremembering. Was he was he really a big star in WWF? I don't think he was for long. No, no, he wasn't. No, it, it, it was mid card. It was certainly mid card. Yeah, yeah. I think he could have been bigger. Yeah, and and, and he, this, is my, he, this is my point. I think he pitched that though, didn't he? he I've seen multiple no. interviews with him where he pitched uh, people's champion versus people's champion. He wanted yes. to go up against the Rock, and yes. and Vince just poo pooed it straight away. Which maybe maybe that's, that's, that's going in quite highly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, but he and, was on that level though in WCW. He was he was that, massive, yeah. that gap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, multiple time world worth, champion. The fans loved him. I'm not disagreeing with any of that, and I am one of the biggest DDP marks walking the earth. But Paige is not Hogan, Goldberg, Nash. Paige ain't even Scott Steiner. Oh, yeah, but. None of them were available. No, they weren't. Which is why what what I'm saying is, where he was was about where he was gonna be. He may have had a title, a title program, but I don't think he was ever gonna be world champion. But I don't think. And then remember too, at this stage of the game, my man has been bumping forever. He's like 47, 48. He don't have a lot of years left. He so I just don't think he would have been able to get to that level with the longevity he wanted. So I think coming in, being the first guy to do it, the only reason we look at that bad situation bad was because and anybody who came in from WCW or, w- or ECW was going to be the heel because mm-hmm. WWE was yeah. the good guy, right? Yeah. History is told by or written by the victors. So, of course, they were going to be the good guys. But it wasn't even Paige coming in as a heel. It was Paige coming in like I said it at earlier, He's a stalker. Everybody knew Paige's wife. Why would you come to stalk her? Stalk anybody, but her? Come on, Undertaker, make me famous. <laughs> you you started the movie like three like three months ago. Make me famous. I, I, I <laughs> love I love the concept that you said stalk anybody. Yeah. <laughs> stalk anybody you want, but not. Well, Sarah Undertaker. Okay, so I was quoted wrong. <laughs> I didn't, that's not what I said. It may, may have come out that's that getting, That's what, what it sounded like. Say, that's what I meant to say the was... headliner. The headliner this to... week will be Ray 
saying stalk anybody. Just that that one second clip. <laughs> what I meant to say was he shouldn't stalk anybody, but especially but if you're gonna stalk her. somebody, don't be don't be Sarah Undertaker. I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> I think we should put it on a t-shirt. Oh, no. Stalk anybody. <laughs> Just not Sarah. <laughs> and then dash Ray Cash 2021. Oh no, don't put my name on it. Don't put my name on it. <laughs> Can we make it a Sorry, roll Paul. neck and the just not Sarah's on the uh yeah, on the it, neck come, it comes with a mask as well that you can rip off as you're revealing <laughs> how you were the stalker. <laughs> the turtleneck with the Sarah name on it is fantastic. <laughs> you are a genius. <laughs> let's, let's get it made. <laughs> Oh man, I'm sorry. Okay, so that, so we're at three, right? That was three. That, that, was, that was three. So so yeah, my my point my point there is I I think DDP was disadvantaged from that, and I think a lot of WCW guys were disadvantaged by having to come in as a heel and having to come in really, really to put WWF over. Mm-hmm. Um, if they've got their own show and they're kind of being left to their own devices over there, I think uh, I think they would have had a better chance to succeed. Um. Next, next is um, okay. I'm not gonna go for four first, I'm gonna go uh, to five first. <laughs> I'm gonna go for five. Um, right, so here's a biggie. I think if WCW has its own show on uh, under the Earth umbrella, I think Vince Russo comes back. Oh, god, and Russo oh, books it. Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> John 11.35. Should have yes. gone for four first. Should have gone for four before hitting his Remember, this, this, this isn't what I want. Can we this, veto? This, is, <laughs> this, this isn't what I wanted. Who wrote this piece? I didn't want this. The people wanted oh, this. This is what this is what if. This is what this is generally what I think would have happened. Um Russell was obviously open to going back to WF because he did in 2002 for a couple of weeks. Um, I think he fell out with Stephanie. He, he wants to now. He, he, he says yeah. multiple times on his podcast that of course he, he would. would come back. And I think Vince would want that kind of WCW. Um, yeah. If it depends, it depends if they're separate shows. How much autonomy is he going to give them? Mm-hmm. Is is he giving them full autonomy to just do what you want, make me money, or is it actually I'm going to manage this? I'm going to micromanage this, like he. Like like he like he does with everything else now. Um, I'm going with he gives them autonomy to to try and make make a success of themselves. So what you're telling me is the main event of the first new WCW pay per view under the brand of the WWE is the main event is going to be a coal miners box match or whatever or uh, 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 the triple uh, cage. It's got to be the triple cage. Or it's some on the pole, something on a pole, right? Judy Bad on a forklift. Well, it'd be, it 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 probably it probably it it'd probably be better received than the the Buff Bagwell Booker T match, wouldn't it? Well, Tali, me and you right now in a scrap would be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Triple threat with Undertaker. <laughs> um, and Undertaker and and the Tali winner gets me. The, win- the winner gets to stalk Sarah. Oh, <laughs> and everybody loses. Yeah, we all lose. <laughs> no, I, I would. Um, yeah, I, I think Russo would end up back there, and I think Russo would 
would be on board for the actual invasion storyline that in my world happens two years later uh and he he was when he came back to wf he did actually pitch that he wanted to redo the invasion again but with with your stuff with your steiners with your nwo even with bret hart apparently um but, Ooh, i forgot about bret hart Still yeah be, ooh. yeah but he fell out with stephanie and got sacked in or left within two weeks but if he's got that autonomy on his own show, I think he doesn't leave. And actually he's a big part of booking a better invasion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's where I'm going to go there. And then finally, uh, maybe this is, maybe this is a year later, two years later, three years later. I don't know. I think ultimately the WCW show under the WF umbrella just becomes a feeder brand. I think, similar to NXT, I think all of the best talent are still going to get picked and put onto Raw and SmackDown. So you're left, in the end, you're left with a B-grade WCW um, with, yeah, with the cream of the crop always being always being siphoned off for WWF. And so then ultimately, ultimately it would fail and, and become like, like the ECW, WWF ECW was. So, um, so basically, Jeff Jarrett would be the world champ for like eighteen months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and that would be even Jeff Jarrett won't book that. <laughs> he did, didn't he? In, the... <laughs> in every promotion, <laughs> <laughs> even when he was trying to get people to cash the gold in, he was still the the champ there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 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 so to round it up, I think the invasion happens later. I think the WCW, the big stars in WCW, come in hotter and maybe, maybe do better in the WWF. Um, Russo comes back for a bit longer, and but ultimately the show fails after a number of years. That's my world. So fails as in is cancelled, or fails as in becomes a feeder. Becomes a feeder, and then Vince gets bored. So then, so you think he shuts it down? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I don't. I don't know if he would shut it down because there's so much history. And be, and to your to your point about a feeder system, the so we we talk all the time or we hear all, hear all the time about the class of 2002, right? Um, Cena and Shelton and Orton and Batista and um, Brock and I think Lashley was there at the time and all these people, right? Yeah. They needed a place to go where they could get good before they got to the stars. So WCW would have been a cool place to, to maybe be there. Ohio Valley. Ohio Definitely, Valley yeah. in a bigger place or their 2002's version of NXT. Yeah. It may work because we, we laugh at ECW now, but without ECW, there's no Seamus. There's no Jack Swagger. There's, there's no, no Kofi Kingston. Kofi, Kofi Kingston. You know, mm-hmm. there's no CM Punk. There are so many people that wouldn't have done what they did if they didn't have the opportunity to start on ECW. On ECW, so sure. But I think, um, yeah, I think like ECW there created a, a bit of a generation. I think NXT version one created a kind of a generation of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. OVW created a generation of wrestlers. I think it creates that generation and invents hacks it and and wants want something different mm-hmm. that's no, nothing wrong with that I, no you're uh, right that's fair it's, it's, it's work time and time again 
Yeah. Um, I, I I love some of the, the points you made. Uh, the Vince Russo one. Oof, that's that's a brave brave move, Cotton. Let's see how, uh, <laughs> see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, oh, that, man. that was some interesting kind of look at at what potentially could have happened. It's nowhere near what how I booked it. Um, Here's the main event. This is what we're looking forward to. What so, you paid your money to see? <laughs> I don't like the, this that undue pressure that I'm going to come up with this amazing story. Look, it was one time last week where I pulled it out of, out of the bag. Don't expect that weekly. Um, but I, I followed a similar kind of route uh, as I did last week, just not as defined month to month. This is a, a very loose timeline, um, especially the middle section uh, where we come closer to at the end there's specific times um but yeah let's 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 start the show so in my uh my kind of um timeline of this we start at the simulcast uh vince uh still has that in-ring promo where he's talking about holding the world in his hands how he's bought his competition um and he starts talking about what he should do with the company if you remember the original he's he's talking about um should he leave it on the shelf? Should he just watch the videos over and over? Should he mm-hmm. run WCW as a promotion? So when he mentions running it as a promotion, the crowd in Panama City pop. Um, and then he uh, he mentions all the, the, the WCW talent, as he does in the, in the original promo. Uh, and each one gets uh, various pops or boos. Uh, Booker, DDP, Hogan, Goldberg all get huge cheers. Um, and then... This is where the the kind of the 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 change happens uh, in compared to the original timeline. Vince introduces his interim general manager for for the the WCW brand. Now, when I first booked this, I actually had this as Shane McMahon, obviously because Shane McMahon comes on on Nitro. Uh, the the whole kind of the the name on the contract says McMahon, but it says Shane. But then as I got further into, into how I booked it, that didn't make sense because Vince and Shane were at loggerheads at this time. Going into WrestleMania, they had a the they had that that match. So I had to kind of go back and, and almost rebook uh taking uh, Shane out. Um so I brought in Terry Taylor as as the general manager. Okay. Now, <laughs> it, it, so it's a it's a, a swerve, but the, the reason is because he ends up becoming essentially a patsy, but we'll get there. Okay. So Vince, how, how um, does the how does the crowd react to that one? Well, Terry Taylor had obviously worked for WWE a lot, but he also worked in in WCW. So whilst he doesn't get huge pops, um, he he gets a, a decent reaction um, because the the fans are not particularly um, bothered about who's in charge; they're bothered about the company staying afloat. Yeah. Um, especially uh, a, a lot of the talk around the time of the, the original kind of a uh, simulcast was a lot of the, the fans left with hope that WCW was still going to be an entity. Uh, that obviously didn't pan out. Uh, but yeah, having Terry as the, 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 the interim general manager or anybody as that interim general uh, manager gave them the, the kind of like hope that this was going to be a thing. Uh, so Vince virtually passes the mark across uh, across the the show to uh, Terry. Terry gives a rough layout of what the future of WCW is going to be. 
Um, he mentions the t- potential of a show underneath the WWF umbrella, and that's when the crowd pops because that's the realization that that WCW may be carrying on. Uh, and then Terry ends the segment uh, by revealing that um, more details are, are going to be aired at WrestleMania. So we get to WrestleMania, and we see uh, Terry and Vince in the ring, and they say that uh, WCW is going to carry on, is going to be its own entity, uh, and that Nitro is going to carry on as a show, but now it will be known as Thursday Night Nitro, which will be replacing WWF SmackDown. Uh, at that at that time, SmackDown was only what eighteen months old. Um, yeah, not so old at all. It didn't have that kind of gravitas that it has now. So um, I, I, I see Ray's point about if they called it uh, WCW SmackDown, there's that interference mm-hmm. with it being the Rock's uh, catchphrase. But um, in my storyline, it's still called Natural. So yeah. the the SmackDown is 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 erased from memory essentially. It did. It did still feel like a, a, a B show at that stage, so it's, it's not. It's not unrealistic. I, mm. I felt like at the time you could just watch Raw and and the, and the plot. You'd get. You yeah, know, in, you'd get the in plot. the early days. In the early days, I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, they always kind of recapped on Raw anyway. What happened on SmackDown? It was only it became more essential viewing when they did a brand split, and it, the the, the storylines didn't really overlap that much. That's why, yeah, that's why. I, think, well, I, mean, I don't know what the ratings were back in back in the early days. It, it, well, it, it's a it's we, a different we, conversation. To, uh, we'll get on to ratings. Oh, <laughs> oh, sure. But just important <laughs> to note: Raw's on cable, and at the time, SmackDown was on UPN, which was on broadcast. Mm-hmm. So Correct. it's going to be different because we'll talk about UPN as well in a little shout while. Out. Shout out to the Black Network. <laughs> you may not like where it goes, so just just hold that memory. <laughs> hold that memory. Yes, sir. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we um, Terry's uh, and Vince are talking about uh, how uh, Natural will replace SmackDown, become Thursday Night Natural, and they also talk about the talent because obviously in the original timeline. Uh, WWF were limited to who they could bring in because of the the Time Warner deals. People sat at home on fat paychecks. Um, But in this deal, because they've uh, bought the name, the trademarks, the the tape library, but they're also committing to creating programming, um, all of those uh, Time Warner contracts come along with it. So essentially, they have the full roster to to play with. the 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 way that they uh, Vince go about it is they say they reserve the right to cut any talent uh, as they see fit, uh, as would happen with a, a company that is in transition. Um, that uh, sometimes jobs are lost along the way. Um, so we get to the first WWF era Nitro, uh, and again we start with Vince and Terry in the ring. Um, they welcome the fans to a new dawn, uh, and they quickly get on to talking about what talent are staying and what talent are going. Um, I'm not going to go through all the talent because I looked at the roster and Jesus Christ, that, that WCW roster was bloated. We talk about uh, WWE being bloated. That was brutal. But some of the the, the more notable time water contracts that, that Vince uh, and Terry retain, uh, Sting, Flair, Starner, Nash, 
Goldberg, Sid, Luger, Bigelow, Mysterio. No Scott Hawks, obviously he wasn't there. Um, Hogan wasn't or there. Was, was he? He was, and he was in New Japan. Um, Hogan was also not there. He was a, a X, XWF, I think, in Australia. Um, but some of the talents that were cut, Jeff Jarrett gets cut, Disco Inferno gets cut, um, Lash LaRue gets cut, uh, Jimmy Wang Yang is cut, uh, Big Vito is cut, uh, along with with some other ones. And then we get to the, the final piece of the business in, in this segment, uh, which is the signing of the contract that, that confirms that Terry Taylor is no longer interim general manager, that he's going to be the permanent general manager. Um, but just as a as the old red rooster is signing uh, the, the paper, putting pen to paper. Here comes the money, echoes through the arena. Shane comes out, decks Terry Taylor, and signs the contract with Vince looking shell-shocked. So now we have Shane as general manager of WCW. So we get to the next episode of Ross. Shane is, is welcomed with huge cheers, uh, and he tells the crowd everything that they want to hear. Uh, that the 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 brand of WCW is going to thrive, that there'll be no Vince McMahon involvement, uh, that the brand is going to go on tour, uh, and that wrestling will will come first. So uh, we we'll get onto the the viewing numbers now, and they are better than Vince and the WF could have ever dreamed of. So if you uh, go back to the tail end of Thunder before this uh, the the company was bought out. They were getting around 1.5 to 1.9 in the Nielsen's. This new Nitro, which is in a similar kind of time slot as the the old Thunder, uh, was getting in the high threes, um, which is actually outperforming the Monday Nitros of the previous year. And that's a, a the, the Monday flagship show. Um, they're also keeping in touching distance with with Raw. Um, not not exactly matching it, but but certainly uh, way better than, than Vince had ever expected. So on the surface, this sounds like a, a big win that the WCW uh, promotion is is good for the WWF. But internally, this this irked Vince. Vince was seething. His 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 piss was boiling at this because he spent years on the brink of financial ruin to try and keep pace with WCW, farted him tooth and nail for ratings. And then when he was finally in the position where he could buy them out, he he he, he felt aggrieved that they were still able to go toe-to-toe with, with Raw. Even though it was his baby and he was the the, the overall owner, he was still mad that, that uh, Nitro was still keeping pace with Raw. But he also saw... That the some of these wrestlers were big stars on on the WCW brand. So slowly, bit by bit, Vince started asset stripping this new WCW. Started taking the big stars. Um, Kevin Nash was was the first. Um, is this the K-Rabe? Yeah, this is obviously it's in K. This, did this really happen? What I mean, I'm saying, is he doing this in kayfabe, or is he like really pissed off in real life? No, in he's he's story. he's fuming in real life. He's he's fuming okay. because Vince wants to be the overlord of wrestling, and he's even though he owns this WCW, his his viewpoint is that that Nitro, uh, is his former enemy, is still keeping toe to toe with Raw, even after he's killed the brand off, and he does not like that whatsoever. 
and he's he's also seen that he's paying these big stars huge contracts to to essentially uh, feed his his enemy. So he starts asset stripping them. Uh, so, like I said, Kevin Nash is the first to be pulled over to Raw. Then we get uh, Stana, Booker T, Ray, Sting, Flair, all kind of like drifting over to Raw over, over the, the next 18 months or so. So by uh, early 2003, uh, we see uh, WCW is essentially a shell of, of what it used to be. All the big names have been siphoned. Uh, they've all been replaced by the lower uh, mid-card WF talent and also the uh, the lower mid card of ECW talent, which means essentially the ratings are going to drop and drop they did they dropped off a cliff to the point where UPN declined the option to renew the contract uh, when Damn. it came up. So Damn, UPN Vince, would put anything on TV. Well, not not a ratings uh, ratings black hole of. of of Thursday Night Nitro, they wouldn't. Um, so Vince starts uh, pitching the show around the networks. Um, get no interest at all from, from the big corporations. NBC, CBS, USA, TNT, ABC, Fox, all the big co- uh, companies say, no, we're not, we're not interested. Um, the only significant interest um, is with channels with much smaller audiences. And this is probably going to pop you, Ray, because you're American. So, Peace TV, <laughs> TLN, oh, the Learning Network, WHT, oh. TCT, and Cornerstone are the only significant channels that that are interested in in Monday Nitro. And you scraped the bottom of the barrel, exactly. And these channels, firstly, can't pay WWF anything close to what the the contract with UPN are, and also, you knowing what style of channels these are, um, they would want a dramatic change in in how they're booked because these yep. are pre- predominantly Christian um, TV channels. Yes. So this means it would end up costing Vince money to keep the doors open on WCW, um, and with that. That that grim reality, Vince decides to fold the brand, um, decides to end WCW. So in in early 2003, Vince has finally killed off his competition. And end scene, exit stage right. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Exactly. Do you have anything? Because I got three things. Go for it. You go for it. Number one, of all of the historical figures in the history of this beautiful sport and business that we call professional wrestling, Going back to the wonderful days of George Hackenschmidt and Ed Strangler Lewis to now, spanning almost a full century, you chose Terry Taylor to be the so, manager. It, it was originally going to be Shane because that's what made the most sense. But as I got further into the story, um, I realized that, that Shane and Vince are actually in a, in a war. And I didn't want to kind of sure. rebook all that. So that makes I, needed, I needed somebody. So I was thinking, is it Patterson? Is it Briscoe? Does he bring in Russo? Is Bischoff brought in um, earlier? And then Terry. I thought, no. <laughs> Terry, the Red Rooster Taylor. Obviously. Where, where, where is Mike Rotunda when you need him? I thought you were <laughs> going to say, uh, when you said that Taylor Taylor, Taylor, Taylor was going to sign it, I thought you were going to say, the name on the contract says Taylor, but not Terry, <laughs> or something like that. So that's funny. One. That's funny. I, 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 when he it's first said Warren's it, I, Taylor. <laughs> I thought you said it was Terry Runnels to begin with, which would, which well, would have been so, better. Pulling, pulling the curtain well, back. Did. I, <laughs> pulling, the, pull, pulling the curtain back on this recording, when he was saying that part, I had to take a phone call, so I started Terry, and I was like, "Boleo is it, is it not Hogan <laughs> no more? It can't be Terry Taylor. Is what is am I missing something? Okay. I needed a patsy. I needed someone who yeah. could take a punch on the, on the first episode of Natural, and it looked legitimate. So Terry Taylor's the ultimate professional. That's fair." It's true. I was happy you stuck to wrestling convention, though, that uh, it doesn't matter what name's printed on the contract. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's only the name that signs it that matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's it's a wrestling trope. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh. They don't even bother putting a name now. It's just whoever's signature is on that, <laughs> that's, that's the law. They just did that, what, like three months ago with Cena and Finn Balor? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just wrote over the <laughs> What? I mean, it's you like talk about in this line. It's just C E N A. You, you talk, <laughs> you're talking about a company that that designates parenthood via the ladder match. So yeah, it's that's how well, laws work. What gets stuff done better, the court system of America, <laughs> yeah. or the old ladder match? <laughs> <laughs> 
in 2006, finally Shane gets gets control of the company because he took his dad to court. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, that, so that's number one. Caught, caught out of the middle, man. I'm with it. Trust me, I've been in court enough times. Um, secondly, God bless you bringing up the old, the old homie Lash LaRue. Of all the people you could have named that got released, Lash LaRue? Oh, there were so many wrestlers on, on that on that roster. It's unreal. It's so unreal. Oh, Lash LaRue, bro. That's funny. So that brings me to number three. Um, none of these are criticisms or or anything, because I thought your story was fantastic. Um, the third one is when you said everybody got taken away. So the main event of, of Raw is gonna be General Hugh G. Rection versus Horace Hogan. Is that what we're rocking with? That's the oh, that's your main event, yeah. Or oh, Hoovy versus Chavo for the millionth time. Oh, Hoovy surely would have been fired by now, <laughs> <laughs> surely would have been gone. I mean, they'd have super crazy at that time as well, so the Mexicals could have still been a thing riding down on the little John Deers. That would have been cool for <laughs> Thursday Night Natural. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ. It, it sounds so horrific when you think about it. No, it <laughs> is horrific. It doesn't sound horrific. It is. <laughs> but that's exactly what Vince would have wanted. He wouldn't want WCW to be the, the number one brand. That would have made him fuming. Would have made him fuming. For sure. Yeah. 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 So it's in your world, no invasion happens at all. No invasion at all. No significant crossover in terms of um uh matches no like dream matches uh, not at the time that wcw was was brought in obviously you get them after the asset stripping uh but yeah uh it's controlled as as a legitimate separate entity yeah by, oh, Shane, by terry taylor and shane by the way i can't I really keep a straight face i don't know why i've come up with terry. i i regret terry taylor I regret no, it bitterly. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I find it interesting. I'm the only one of the three of us who actually booked mixed rosters. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I did eventually. Just three years down the line. <laughs> <laughs> after, after a whole ass company had to go in the grave, yes. <laughs> I mean, he was already in the grave. Vince, just give it a little bit of like a, a, a defib. Yeah. That's fair. A... Uh... If, if if they were separate shows, like a, a pay per view, like bragging rights would be much better because you you could you could do a cycle of dream matches over, you know, over five six years. I mean, you you, you could, but in my in my scenario, that doesn't happen. There's no crossover, Paul. Do you not? What do you not understand? <laughs> Terry Taylor said no. Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Vince pitching it. Come on, Terry. Let's have some crossover dream matches. No, Vince. I want Steiner versus Nash again. <laughs> and how perfect is it that Terry Taylor got the job for like what two weeks? Essentially, yeah. He had the job just before WrestleMania. Oh man! And then the week after. Gets gets punched in the face by Shane McMahon, and it's That's one fantastic. of those one of those brilliant Shane McMahon style punches that where he definitely makes contact with you. So, 
once around the horn to kind of put a bow on this, I'm just curious y'all's thoughts. So we've talked about what happened to WCW. Mm-hmm. We talked about all of us addressed ECW. So essentially all of us have WWE, ECW, and WCW in some form or fashion together. Tally doesn't have ECW, but I'm sure WWE would sign most of those guys anyway. Yeah. Um, my question to you, just, and we don't have to be long, it could be a quick 30-second answer around the horn. Does TNA still happen? Does Regalana still happen? Does any of this change the indies and the new number two in America? Or does anything change because of this? I mean, in, in my scenario, with WCW um, essentially ending, there is going to be excess talent. So talent are going to going to leave. Does that mean that they'd form... Uh, a whole new uh, brand in, in the way that, that TNA uh, popped up. Maybe, maybe not, but something like that would have to happen if these wrestlers stayed in the business. They would they would need a place to go. So I would assume that some competition rises from the ashes. Yeah, I, I think the likes of TNA and Ring of Honor would still happen because the kind of wrestlers that were appearing on TNA and Ring of Honor at that time were not we're not WWF or WCW style wrestlers that that style didn't cross over until, until later. So, you know, yeah. You know, Joe's Daniels, AJ Styles, punks. Well, the, Brian Danielson, those, those guys, punk Joe Danielson, um, Nigel McGinnis styles and, and, um, and, and Chris Daniels and that group, core group of people are just, either four years too late in the game or they're like four years too early because mm-hmm. they came up in a part where they had to literally kill themselves in front of 300 people, which is fine to get the notoriety. Whereas AJ Styles was just early enough to where he got signed to a major contract and made real money for maybe seven, eight months. At, at the time of the clause of WCW, he was contracted to WCW. He That's what I mean. Contract. Yeah, and so he got real money for a minute, and then that was gone. But mm-hmm. I saw what I'm saying is it's a shame because imagine how different wrestling would be if, at the end of it, WWE, or the, at the end of WCW, or at Ruthless Aggression WWE, was all involving these guys, right? Imagine if the class of 2002, the class of 2002 OVW. I know you can't take away those guys. You can't take away Cena and Brock and all those people. But imagine if, like, with them was Joe and Styles and Punk and these people. Like, because they were there. They were around. And mm-hmm. with respect to Ring of Honor and rest in peace, Ring of Honor, you you know, we hardly knew ye. But that could have been a big, that could have been in a major company. WCW would have, Paul Heyman is on record of saying that if, if, he wouldn't have had to close ECW. Those were the guys he was going to build the future around. So just food for thought, you know, because mm-hmm. they just missed the boat. They just missed the boat. Yeah, yeah but even EC, even ECW was niche, wasn't it? It's, it was niche, but how niche are you if you have national television? Yeah. yeah. How, niche, how niche are you when you were being forced off a network because that network has bought the rights to the biggest wrestling company in the world? You you then have created a, a market there. Yeah, I, I I just can't I can't see how 
that group of guys would have ended up and and ended up in a major company at that time because because they're no because they they maybe Joe maybe Joe, Joe and Punk were destined because Punk could talk and Joe had the size and could work. Yeah, but the, the the size issue at that time was more of an issue than <laughs> than it became. Everybody I mean, was a giant. Every I mean, yeah. Rey Mysterio would have would have looked so out of place because everybody yeah. was a giant. But they had cruiserweight divisions, and you say Rey Mysterio would have looked like a giant, but Rey Mysterio came over to WWE in two thousand two, two thousand three, and was instantly a main eventer. Yeah, he wrestled in the cruiserweight division yeah. because that's what they knew him for. But what is what his first night he debuted on SmackDown? What did he do in the main event? Climbed the cage and jumped in to help whoever was in the main event. So yeah. like they, they it was this. It's, it's such a misnomer from the mid nineties on that WWE is the land of the giants. Most of their champions were small guys. Were they? Sean considered a small guy. Is he not? Six one. Two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Kurt Angle five ten. Stone Cold's five, six foot. Uh, and I know they're heavyweights physically, but they're shorter. John Cena is five foot ten. Like these are smaller guys. Yeah, but not you know those, those OVW guys, the you know Cena, Batista, Lesnar, Orton. They're not Orton, too. Orton is huge. Yeah, they're not they're not they're not Punk and Brian size, are they? Yeah, they're no. they're small they're smaller than than Hogan and Andre and Warrior and the like, but they're still this there's like a sliding scale, isn't it? I I, I see to you they're certainly yeah. not four eleven like Adam Cole. No. <laughs> I see through the Brian situation. Brian was always going to have to <laughs> put his nose to the grindstone and get just figure it out. But Styles, Joe, and Punk, and even to an extent Nigel, but mainly those three had something so unique that nobody could have missed. The things Ricochet is doing now, AJ Styles was doing in 1999. <laughs> so if nothing else, you're going to put him on your show. A guy like Joe, who looked the way he does, but wrestled the way he did, and could talk the way he did, nobody's going to turn that down. And CM Punk was cutting the promos we know him to cut now. He was cutting them back in, back then. I just think they were so unique that it wouldn't have turned them down. In, in my scenario, AJ Styles gets cut. Okay, well, shout out to last year. <laughs> <then. laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 I, I think it's a... a a cool talking point how we were discussing the WCW uh, being a brand and, and it and it kind of like tailed off onto onto like the outliers of people who weren't really involved in the company. Yeah, I think it shows again that there's a massive butterfly effect when you change one little scenario and uh, what happens in the wrestling world and how it affects for years and years and years after. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the tumble we going across the screen. Like, like, nope, don't agree with this bullshit whatsoever. It was too profound. It was. I couldn't add anything to it. I wanted to add something to it. I just couldn't. And and on that note, let's uh, let's look at next week's episode. So it's my topic next week. Oh, I'm wow. terrified. Well, my topic's actually been mentioned by you two. Um, um, on and off throughout this episode. Uh, I wanted to look at one of the 
the the stars that came out of this this whole invasion angle, and and, and Paul mentioned him, RVD. Um, now, if you remember, uh, I think it was also Paul that mentioned that ECW uh, becoming a show, or maybe it was Rain. You were confused on the timeline. Um, I know the particular timeline because this is part of what I wanted to to cover next week. Um, so RVD was a huge star. Um, and if you remember, in mid-June of 2006, he won the, the, the WWE title when he beat Cena uh, at one night stand when he cashed in. And then he was awarded the ECW title uh, when that show was reborn, um, like a, a, a couple of weeks later. But his reigns were very, very short-lived because the man liked to smoke and the old devil's lettuce, the wacky tobacco. Um, the stickiest so he, of the icky. He did. So he was actually busted for marijuana possession on the 3rd of July, uh, 2006. Now, obviously, that was a different time back then. Now, uh, at least in the States, it's, it seems to be a lot more liberal, uh, the, the use of, uh, of marijuana. So I want to uh, cover what if... Rob Van Dam didn't get busted for weed. What what would have been his fate uh, as newly crowned WWE and ECW champion if he didn't get pulled for smoking the the Kush? So yeah, that's what okay. I want to go with. I like it. Same thing that happened in Badlands. <laughs> What the the I don't talk about him at all, and I talk about Kurt Angle and Paul Heyman (laughs) (laughs) and Lance Storm. If we could be serious for a minute, (laughs) yep. So, so yeah, that's my topic for next week. Uh, what if RVD didn't get busted for marijuana possession? I like it. There's so many moments, isn't there, where things could have been so different if someone just stayed the right side of the law. Mm -hmm. I always think of um. Miz and Truth when they crash that cage match, um, oh, yeah. th- that could have been incredible. And uh, and then Truth, I can't remember what happened, but Truth did something, brought a, didn't he? Brought a drug test, I think. Yeah, yeah. Got suspended for thirty days. Yeah. So I, I like these kind of ones where someone, someone. I, I don't like it, obviously, but I like hypothesizing. What if someone hadn't have blown it? Yeah, blown it literally. But yeah, that that's the topic for next week. Uh but yeah, great show, guys. Um I I love the way we all approach this in totally different ways. Uh especially with Tally uh giving us the the five things that would have happened and, and me and Ray kind of differing on how we would have booked it. Um but yeah, great show. Um Tally. Technically, technically, Tali said the five things that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it wasn't, wasn't nothing that did happen in his. It was, <laughs> well, so this happened, but actually, no, no ECW. Actually, well, you did this. Nope, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I always get the negative butterfly effect. Things just, things just get erased. The Dr. Pepper style. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> But yeah, that's um that's another episode of Badlands in 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 the can. Um, another good one, eh? Yeah, I mean, I'm loving this this new brand. Uh, again, props to uh, Mr. Cash here for for forcing us at against our will 
to bring the show back. That's brilliant. I thought I thought it would be good, and then it's even better than mm-hmm. even better than than I thought it'd be when I hear the idea. So yeah, I, I got y'all's attention, DDP style. You did by stalking <laughs> Mrs. Max and Mrs. Tom. <laughs> For the record, I would never do that. They're both fantastic. Stalk anybody, and ladies. <laughs> Except for Mrs. Banks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, uh, we got to end the show, right? Can we? Uh... We, we really should end it now, should we? Oh boy! <laughs> Thanks I'm for listening, everyone. Oh no, you're not. We're not going to let you. I'm telling Mrs. Max that you're going to stalk her very, very soon. God, she already likes me. Don't make her hate me now. She, she actually does really like you. <laughs> she hates me. She'd be like, "Good, finally someone who I like stalking me." <laughs> definitely time to end it <laughs> good night everyone <laughs> no. um thanks again thanks again for for listening to uh to badlands what ifs hope you enjoyed it as much as we three clearly have um so much fun every every week and i, I really I love love all the feedback you're giving that sounds like you're having fun listening to it too so thank you very much we appreciate it every single week um Obviously, the easiest way to listen again next week is to find Cheershot Radio on uh, on your podcast provider of choice. Click subscribe, and you'll get you'll get uh, Badlands every single Thursday. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, Magsy's over at Podfather Mags. Um, give him a follow, and you'll find out about all of his. Excellent of a podcast that I'm sure you know about already. You've five rounds pod, you've got radio techers, you've got uh you've got chain wrestling with Sai. Uh what else what else have we got, Magsy? What are we missing? Um so five rounds, chain wrestling, a changing attitude. A changing right attitude on, on chair shop. Yeah. Um, um and I'm also on the, the Friday edition of Chair Shop Radio with uh, my good buddy uh Ray Cash and you. Um at time so yeah um i'm yeah. all over the airwaves i apologize i won't be there if you're listening this friday so you can give that one a miss if you like but <laughs> oh, brilliant <laughs> brilliant <laughs> no and then you can follow uh ray cash over on twitter it's ray cash ray is in mysterio cash with a dollar sign and again you can find all these excellent podcasts over on the over on the chair shop um, we, we we've got the Outsiders Edge, we've got Freeman Weave, we've got um, uh, the um, oh come on Bandwagon Nerds. Yeah, there you go. And Radio with these two blokes, which apparently you shouldn't listen to since Tali won't be there this week. <laughs> He's the draw. He's the draw. <laughs> He's the hook of the show. <laughs> hint hint. <laughs> um, and you can follow me. At Rain Counter, I don't have any other podcasts um, other than when I'm on Chair Shot Radio with these guys, um, which I am going to miss this week. Um, but I'll be back next week, guys. Um, head over to our Pro Wrestling Tees store, which is Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees dot com forward slash Chair Shot. The Chair Shot, I think. The Chair Shot. Yep. Yep. Um, find lots of uh, Wicked Chair Shot merch over there to, to treat yourself to over the over the festive season. And um, what, and head over to the chairshot.com for all your hard-hitting 
pro wrestling news and opinion and really good article over there you've got um greg demarco following up these very uh what ifs with his own takes and his own um his own opinions on it um he's just released the first one on what if AEW didn't launch which was an excellent read so head over there have a look at that mm-hmm. and loads more excellent we'll, stuff we'll definitely dive into that next week um so we'll we'll be having a look at his his views and opinions and and, and giving him a little bit of feedback on it yeah look forward to that so there you go there's all the there's all the things to go look at and follow um just leave you with the advice to always use your head um take care everybody hope to hope to join you next week Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done.